0: But if you have a consistent, cohesive message, again, that's brand consistency and it's creating that trust and that leads again to a legacy brand. And so I think that's the one thing that I see the most often is people think they need to change and like reinvent the wheel every year to make it new and interesting and fun and really being repetitive. It's not sexy. It's kind of boring, but it works.
1: Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. Everyone that tunes into this show has a business, but what do your brand say about you? And what kind of brand are you building and growing? Today's episode is going to be an incredibly powerful one for people who want to stand the test of time in business, who want to be known for more than just a product they sell or how much money they make or being a blip in the market and then kind of falling off the face of the earth, but truly crafting a legacy. Tiffany Newman is a dear friend of mine. She's actually a participant in our Incubator Mastermind, which is our very high-level business mastermind. She is the creator of the Legacy Brand Method, and she works with business owners and entrepreneurs to help them scale and grow their brand into something that makes an impact. She helps you create an actual legacy through your brand. This is a process that I went through with Tiff because I used to be a personal brand. Everything was under my name, Elizabeth Harkey, which is fine. And we talk about, should you be a personal brand? Should you be named something else? Can it be both? In today's episode, and we go into great detail, but what Tiffany is incredibly good at is capturing more than what we often look on Pinterest for, for branding. Our logos, our color schemes, our fonts, that's the surface level stuff. But what about your brand story and your mission and your vision as a company and your values as a company? And how does that appear in your messaging and on your website and your interactions with your clients and your customers and your prospects? She's so gifted in this, and she helped the Luminary Leadership Company come to life. So I was eager to have her on the show to have her share more about how you can start to shift your brand from just kind of this front-facing company or business or personal brand into a legacy brand. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. And if you are someone who has on your heart, okay, I'm ready for my next level in business. I really am. I want I want to build a legacy. I want to make an impact and I want to do it in a way that's in alignment with my values where I can show up for my family. I can truly create generational wealth, not just hustling from paycheck to paycheck. I have a challenge for you. The year that everything changed for me was the year I joined my very first mastermind. I took a stratospheric leap in my income and the possibility of my business. And I was able to finally break into new opportunities that I couldn't get my hands on before I started meeting and networking and connecting with people across multiple different industries who were ready to show up and serve the same way that I was ready for it. So, Tiffany, like I said, is one of my incubator members along with several other go-getter entrepreneurs who are ready to live out their mission, create their legacy, become a true leader, and make an impact that lasts. So if that's something that speaks to you, or if you're like, man, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but I am definitely ready to scale. I'm ready to get out of time for money. I want to see more money coming in. I want to start to bring on a team. I want to know what I should do next. I want clarity. Head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator and whether you're at a high level ready to go into your next level or if you're in that earlier stage or you've kind of been in the same stage for a long time and you're ready breakthroughs fill out the application there let's chat we have incredible programs for people who are heart-led want to honor their family as they grow a business that epically changes the course of their lives okay let's get to the show Tiffany, I am so pumped to have you on the show, mostly because one, I adore you and I love working alongside you. But two, you were a big player in our brand coming to life. In other words, this podcast and so many other elements of our company. So it feels really cool to invite you onto the show and to talk about the idea of what it means to build a legacy brand and how that's different than a lot of the stuff we see across many different industries. But before we jump into that, Tell us more about you. Let our audience get to know the lovely Tiffany.
0: Well, thank you, Liz, so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here for multiple reasons. And yes, a little bit about me. Uh, I have a background in the corporate world. Um, I worked my way up from an intern to a creative director in a large company out of Chicago, a marketing company. And so it's kind of in my blood. I've been doing branding for a long time. I'm also a professor at a college. And left my career, which was my dream career once I had a daughter. So we have a lot in similar fashions. You know, family is everything to me. And so I was like, this is not the life that I wanna be living. And really took my learnings there and applied it into the entrepreneurial world. So I've been doing that for about three and a half years now and just loving every moment. Entrepreneurs are my people.
1: Mine too, which is why we one of the many reasons we work so well together. Uh, and I and I feel that I know that I've seen you make such conscious shifts and be so intentional about the direction you're going in your business for the sake of your family. So I completely resonate with that. So talk about what do you mean when you say a legacy brand? Like I think people's mind go to something when they hear brand or branding, but how is a legacy brand different from how a lot of people traditionally approach creating or cultivating or growing a brand?
0: Yeah, so legacy brand. If you like Google it, you'll see things like uh, Levi's jeans and brands that have been around for a long time come up. And then I actually created the term in a different context um, in its trademark now, which is super awesome. So a legacy brand in my terminology is really a brand that stands the test of time. And one, the process is different. So rather than most people tend to go and grab a font and grab logos and grab colors, and that's their brand. And that's important, of course, because we are visual creatures. But there's so much deeper work that needs to be done in the way that I approach branding, as far as really like, what is your mission? What is your values? What is your voice? And people do kind of scratch the surface in that work. But to truly create a brand that's going to stand the test of time for you, that you can evolve under and pivot within, uh, you really need to do the deep work to create that and make it happen. And the last piece I would say is what I love to help people do is like look at their three, five, ten-year vision and reverse engineer it. So you have a brand that you can grow and evolve into rather than branding where you're at right now. So that's really the difference between a normal brand and what people think it is and a legacy brand.
1: I think that's the tendency right now, especially since. Pinterest and Instagram are so visual. People go right to, oh, I'll just look at some mood boards. I'll pick out some colors. I like these fonts. This logo will look nice. And now I have my brand. But what you're talking about is creating roots, a root system. And I I literally picture, you know, a big oak tree, right? When you're creating this legacy brand brand. You have those roots. It's so much more than just what you visually see above ground. It's what you're rooted in, what you stand for, what your values are, what your story is. So can we go a little deeper on some of that stuff? Maybe talk about some of those roots. Like, what are the things that make up that legacy brand? And how do you extract that? Like, what's the process? Because this isn't something that you just take to Pinterest plug in your favorite color scheme and then walk away with your your future brand. And that's a mistake I see people make a lot is they prematurely brand before they know these roots that we're about to talk about. And then they have to rebrand anyway, or they have to change, you know, uproot everything when it's time to create something that is going to stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've had so many people come to me and they've even been in business three, five, 10 years. And then they're like, oh, now it's time to create the legacy brand. So it can really happen at any time in people's business the main things that i like to talk about is to start with the 3v's as i call them which is your vision your voice and your values and probably all things you've heard of you know everybody talks about vision everybody talks about brand values everybody talks about voice but it's really the way of approaching it as a self development process and digging deeper and really taking the time like i talk about slowing down to speed up in the process rather than just like sitting down one day I'm going to pick five words for my values and, you know, integrity, um, family, you know, people always choose those words, but that's so surface. Like you're not really digging what do those mean and why does it mean that to you? Because otherwise those, you know, words that you're picking could apply to anybody. So that's the first phase. And then we really look at obviously your ideal clients. What are their demographics? But who are those people that you'd love to work with? And then what is your brand story that aligns with them? And then really along with all of those things, I love to dig into the mindset piece as well, because there's this messy middle that happens that people don't really talk about when you're doing the deep brand work. And oftentimes it can be a little bit scary because I I kind of equate it like going through a quantum leap. It's like you're going from one place to another where you really want to be in your business. So I talk about you know, really letting go of that fear and accepting that messy middle so you can grow and allow yourself to really expand into who you're really called to be.
1: Yeah, I so agree with that. And I would love to dig into the values portion a little bit more because I think you're totally right. Like how often do we see people that, you know, they throw out all their faith and family and this and that. It doesn't necessarily hold meaning specific to them and their brand. So my first question would be, should your
0: business or company values mirror those of your own i think so i think they go hand in hand personally so a lot of the times when i do values work and i kind of give clients an exercise they'll come back and it sounds like super corporate like something i'd see on a like on the wall at a corporation you know and they try to make it sound all businessy but i feel like if you are going to live out these values. Like that's the point of values is to actually live them out. They need to be prescriptive in a way that you can do that and that you can allow your team to do that. And you attract the ideal clients that are going to be that way. So I personally believe that they should be your personal values that then fuse into the business, not trying to be something that we're not. I think sometimes we think we should have these values And sometimes, I hate to say this, but they're actually not your true values if you're not living them. So they can be aspirational also, but it takes some work to actually create them and then actually live them out.
1: Yeah, I think you see that a lot today where we, one, are living in such a digital world where everyone's seeing our surface level, right? They're seeing whatever we decide to put front facing, whether it's real or not, whether it has roots or not. And the temptation is to ask, well, what does the market call for? What would my people respond best to, even if it's not who we are? So then we're building this business that's out of integrity with who we are. Ultimately, that ripple effect shines through in, in what people receive on the other end, because if something is disingenuous, it's it's not true to form, and, and that catches up with us. And I think the nature is to continually ask, well, what would they want to hear? What would they want me to say? And then all of a sudden, we're completely out of authenticity. And it, it hurts the creator because we're sitting there thinking that we're building this brand that like, why isn't everybody responding so well to, but we don't even love it. We're not even Mm -hmm. true to it. So I see that a lot. Um, You know, people are making choices based on what they see other companies doing or what they see is working for somebody else or whatever the squeakiest wheel is saying. And it's just, it's eventually, I feel like that piles up on you and it, it has a weight that will eventually create a drag in your business that when you're feeling that, like, why aren't we growing to the levels we want or experiencing the traction that we're
0: hoping for? Why aren't people resonating? It's because it's not real. It's not true. It's so true. And I feel like, like you said, eventually that catches up and people can feel that energetically. And if it's not truly who you are, it, it will be, come found out when people start engaging with you and they're like, oh, this isn't really aligned with who they said they are. And unfortunately it does happen more often than that.
1: Yeah. So let's talk best practices and maybe some like, man, eh, these are some mistakes I see happen aside from jumping right into color schemes and logos before you even really know who you are, what you're trying to put out in the world. What are some other blunders you see even successful business owners making when it comes to branding or maybe like tweaking their brand. I feel like brand can be an evolutionary thing. There are the roots that should stay rooted in the same, but then there are things that can grow and evolve as you grow and evolve. So I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. And if you see some people making some mistakes that you, you watch and kind of cringe as you see <laughs> it happening.
0: Yeah, that's such a great question. And the first thing kind of based on what you were just saying is what I like to call a Frankenstein brand. So a lot of times people like to have fun in Canva themselves, or they work with you know, a VA here and a designer there and, and kind of just cobble together things. And that's, it happens. Like we build the plane while we're flying it, when we're entrepreneurs, like we just pull things together, but it's so common. And then one day you look back and you're like, Oh, my brand's kind of a mess (laughs) because we build it unconsciously if we're not consciously building it. And so that's one big mistake that I see people making is whether it's a legacy brand or not, is not really having the clear consistency in their brand. and it confuses your audience. Um, whether that's the visuals and or the messaging. A lot of the times too, people just kind of like make content up and it's whatever they are thinking at the moment. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, in the short term. But if you have a consistent cohesive message, again, that's brand consistency and it's creating that trust and that leads again to a legacy brand. And so, I think that's the one thing that I see the most often is people think they need to change and like reinvent the wheel every year to make it new and interesting and fun and really being repetitive. It's not sexy, it's kind of boring, but it works. And then, you know, people we've heard that need to hear things like seven times or see things seven times. I actually think it's like 20 times at this point because there's so much online. So, I feel like that's the number one thing. And again, to your point about evolving is we do evolve and shift. So the whole point is to create a foundation that's so solid, your roots, like you're talking about, that you can shift and evolve. So for instance, one of my clients, Amanda, who you know, she has is currently shifting from being solely a health coach into being more of a business coach. So we are up-leveling and reworking her brand right now, but the roots are there, her colors, her fonts, those things are not changing. And her core message, but her ideal... Audience is changing slightly. So we are keeping everything that's working well and just tweaking the rest. So that's the nice thing is once you invest in that consistency, you can you can evolve and you can change. And it takes nearly not as much time or effort because you're so grounded in who you are. So that's the number one thing I would say is just that Frankenstein brand. (laughs) And then the other piece is assuming. I mean, I probably have like 20 of them if we keep going, but the other really important piece is similar to what you were saying earlier is assuming what people want. So we stick in our heads and we're like, Oh, people want this or seeing what other people are doing. So getting external information and not going in internally. So my rule is, and it's even hard for myself. Sometimes I have to like remind myself, but like okay, what do people want? What is my next offer based on what people want? Or what you know? what is my brand supposed to say based on people, what people want? But it's gonna be so much stronger if you go internally and you dig it out from inside of you, it will attract the people who it's meant to attract. I've seen it time and time again. And then the other piece is, if you do get external, get it from the right places. So most people don't do target research and target market research And when I was working with big corporations, they'd spend millions of dollars. And as entrepreneurs, we tend to just assume. And so that's where there's some evolving as well. Like you do some basic market research up front, make sure that, you know, people are going to be attracted internally. And then there is some small tweaks as you build and grow along the way that you can get the terminology in their words. So that was kind of a lot all at once, but hopefully it's helpful.
1: No, I think those are three critical pieces and I see that a lot too. And it made me think of another thing that I just would love your expertise on. So I know we did this for me a few years back, you and I, when I had my personal brand for seven plus years and really started feeling called because of legacy to create something that could outgrow, outlive, outlast me. And it was more mission centered versus... Elizabeth Hartke and everything had to channel through me. So I'm curious your thoughts. Like, there was this wave, probably, I don't know, you probably know better than me, but to me, it feels like it was like five or six years ago where everybody was told, like, personal brand, Every, like, move everything to personal brand, everything under your name. There is a time and a place for that, and it can be very beneficial. I still have my brand under my personal name, but it is separate from Luminary Leadership Company. So, what are your thoughts on? personal branding, if someone is a personal brand, is there a recommendation to evolve into something that is different or are there times and places for it? I'm just would love your overall thoughts on it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was kind of on that brand wagon for a little bit myself as far as like, and I was tiffanynewman.com, which still exists as well. But I realized for especially people with legacy brands. And so most of my clients, we kind of have both because I do think as a thought leader, um, it's important to own your name. And if you decide to sell a business or to transition or something, you still want to own that and be known for who you are and what you're doing. And it also holds you back from making a bigger impact. So if you're the only person showing up and people expect to work with you, how can you make a bigger impact? How can you make a bigger income? You know, All those things. So We did it with Luminary Leadership. I did it myself with yourlegacybrand.com is now my main home. And now my team is featured and it's not just me. And so I think it's really important for people who truly do want to leave a legacy and live it now is to have a business that they can kind of remove themselves from or start to remove it. And they can still be the face and the main brand. But if you think about it, It's also the way that like celebrities work. And so it's, it's just really smart, you know, like Reese Witherspoon and, um, you know, even Richard Branson, like he's the face of Virgin, but how many companies does that man have? I don't even know at this point. And so, I mean, those are very high lofty people to, to think about, but it's true for us too. If you, so many of us have multi-passions and so I think it's really smart to have Both and honestly.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think that's such a big part of entrepreneurship is to shifting out of the either or mindset and making it so black and white and seeing that a lot lives in the gray. So let's say someone was listening to some of the mistakes that you mentioned and they're like, crap, I have a Frankenstein brand. You know, they start checking those boxes, but they have an established business. Uh, maybe they're also a personal brand, but they're thinking maybe they should evolve or whatever it might be. Where do they start? Like what's, what's step one and kind of the visionary process of becoming a legacy brand, starting to make it more cohesive, starting to move in the direction of where you're going, maybe not where you've been. What does that look like?
0: Yeah, I would say the very first step is is just getting clarity for yourself on your vision. I think so many times we're go, 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 we're in our heads and we're not really thinking about where we truly do. Or some people are very clear in what they want to attain, but they're not even taking the steps to get there. So I would say really just coming up like what is it that you want to create and then getting clear on how you want to be perceived. Versus how you're feeling. So it's like this interesting balance of you do obviously want to think about your ideal clients and their wants and their needs and their pain points and all of those things. But then you also, like I said earlier, need to make sure that you're aligned internally. And so really just getting that clarity and alignment. And so, like I said earlier, there is some point of a messy middle there. And so just allowing that to be messy for a little bit, if you want to, like the clarity will come. So I think the first thing is just taking the step and the awareness that you want to, and you need to make a change and then moving into it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's a key piece and giving yourself the space um, to do that. I think sometimes our tendency, at least for, I know you're a quick start. I'm a three on the Enneagram. Like we have this tendency to be like, get an idea. Okay, let's just go and figure it out. Um, Which can be beneficial in a lot of ways, but I think sometimes we neglect to create that white space or that margin to sit in the thoughts and the vision of what we want to create and why. So that when we go into that branding process, we have a strong foundation, we have a reason for doing it. It's not just this knee-jerk thing that we felt excited about in the moment. Like that was how I felt in doing that process with you was that I was not creating something for my next launch. I was not creating something for tomorrow or even the next year or two i was creating something for that legacy for that future vision of what didn't even exist yet and what i was feeling called to and what would represent the mission well and and i just feel it and one of the biggest things people have said that know me really well after we did that process and launched and have the website and everything is like ah it's so you like it's so you and when i look back on my old branding it was beautiful it was aesthetic but it was what I thought other people should see so that they would hopefully perceive me as whatever, instead of going forward, like you talk about kind of going internally and extracting what's within and what's meant to be and what I'm being called to and where my gifts are and 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 who I am and what my values are, and then trusting that that's what's going to magnetize the right people and create the ripple effect that's going to keep going. So it's just been such an awesome transformation experience to see like man this is this is actually real like this this means something people feel something when they come to my site or they read the story or they start to understand why we do what we do even though it's evolving in real time like the foundation
0: is there and it's it's strong. Yeah, thank you for saying that and I think it's so true and you know there's nothing wrong with visual aesthetics and it's important, but I feel like that's one thing that we do a little bit differently in the visual piece and the agency is if you go and look at, you know, our case studies, every brand looks so different. A lot of times people will hire branding agencies because their aesthetics are beautiful and they kind of all look the same, which is great. Like, again, you walk away with something beautiful, but it might not really capture your essence. And that's my favorite thing to do is like really dig deep not only so I find out who the person is so we can capture that, but they find themselves a lot of the times too in the process, which is really fun.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So one thing that's really cool is we've gotten to work with each other in multiple different ways. You've helped me in my brand. Um, You're in our incubator, high-level business mastermind. And I'm curious in being in this mastermind and kind of being surrounded, one, I've seen you personally inspire a lot of the lead there to start to tap into this process and to do it a little differently and to go outside the box when it comes to branding. But what has it been like for you personally on your own journey? Because I like to capture the people that we have on, even though you all come on with these amazing expertise. You're also, like, I, I like to remind the people listening that you guys are on a journey too and you're experiencing the growth and the change and the evolution and the possibility and the, the blunders and the struggles and all the things and bring in the human side of it. But what has it been like walking alongside, you know, the other incubator members for example, in one, I guess seeing your your own leadership and your own wisdom that you bring to the table affect change in people, which has been really cool and which is like the premise of the whole program is positioning you in leadership and letting you really tap into what you're great at. So that's one part of the question. And the second part is what has changed in you by being surrounded by other leaders? Growing and pouring their expertise into you and their wisdom into you. It's kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah.
0: You know, I would say it's interesting. I've been part of quite a few different masterminds, and they all, like, I never regretted investing in my business and myself at any time. But I do feel like because we have the legacy piece, you know, it's so aligned, uh, it's been really transformative to to kind of do what I'm saying with branding, but in my business, like, what is the long-term? What do I want to leave behind? Um, and really being open up to just not doing more of the same or what I think needs to be done or like what everybody else is doing. And it's not easy. Like I'm kind of in the middle of some of it right now. And like, what's my next step? But I know in the end, it will be amazing. And then also just to be around, you know, other like-minded individuals, is so important, but not even, I think it's like a different level in the incubator because we're all coming from a place of of like building this for the long-term and making an impact. Like, I hate to say it, like everybody uses impact as a term, but I think it's really real. Like everybody's really wants to make a difference and then is so open to support each other. And it's really cool to see that when people in a high level um it's not all what's in it for them they're really there to serve each other which is really awesome
1: yeah i've seen that in you pouring into people i've seen it in the other members it's just been something really special uh i think the the heartbeat of this particular group has been just remarkable and not anything that i could personally cultivate it was just like the right people in the space and it's been such a gift to witness it and to and to be part of it you know it's been amazing to learn from all of you and to get to pour into all of you. And, uh, but I will say, I've just seen you become more and more confident in your craft. And, and I've seen people become the lucky recipients of your gift. And I love watching that in action because you really do have a gift in the way you do it, the humanity you bring to the brand, Um, the way that you inspire the visionary to tap into something that maybe they can't see on their own is really special. It's not formulaic. It's not something that anybody could just apply. It's something that you do really beautifully. So I just wanted to embarrass you by telling you that on the podcast because it's just been (laughs) awesome to watch and,
0: and to be a part of too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, it's been amazing. And it, and just such a pleasure and honor too, to like become part of creating the brand and then actually to be in it and experiencing it, seeing it come to life and seeing you lead everybody else into their higher potential. It's, it's just so awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So I know after this, people are going to be like, all right, it's time. Like I want to build a brand that mean something and that stands the test of time and that has legacy to it. I know that's a, that's a big word for our listeners is you know leadership, yes, but also the legacy piece. Like this is bigger than them. You know what I mean? Like they're feeling called something greater than just money or their next business win. It's more than that. So where can people um, learn from you, connect with you. I know you have something really cool that will help them kind of see, you know, what's, what's the right next step for them. So share some of that stuff with our listeners so they can find you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So Instagram I'm at Tiffany Newman creative, so we can always connect on there. And otherwise the quiz is a really good place. So it's the legacy brand clarity quiz. And that will really help you determine where your brand is now. So maybe you're Frankenstein or behind the scenes. There's different types of brands. And I don't believe in archetypes, by the way, because I think that puts people in a box, but they're more of like the stage that your brand is at. And so, like I said earlier, once you have that awareness of where you're at, then you can actually take action on improving it. So I actually have specific steps that you can take to start improving it starting now. Awesome.
1: And we'll link to that in the show notes and make sure that you guys head over there and take that quiz. Cause it's really cool to see, you know, where you're at from a drop the pin perspective so that you know what to do next. And that's the important thing is having that vision, but then putting the steps into place to make it come to life. Tiff, I have to thank you for being with me today. This was just such a joy getting to talk to you and your process is, is truly amazing. And one that I think is really next level, when people are really ready to evolve and tap into their true potential when it comes to their businesses, I feel like you're the one to call. So thank you for being with us today. Absolutely.
0: Thank you Liz, so much for having me.
1: My pleasure. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.